Geek Shock. Geek Shock. I have to say, those chicken waffle taffies. Yeah. Taffies? Pretty darn yeah. tasty. Yeah. The rest of yeah. I'm waiting to scare you. Doesn't taste like chicken waffle at all. At all. No, not it a bit. It just tastes like. It's a ghost. Kind of like salty maple. Maybe. Yeah, there you go. Salty maple. Salty that maple? Works. Oh, yeah. gimme. Where is it? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Which one is it? Chicken? Salty maple is the one with the, 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 the most of. Salty maple is the porn It's going to feel name. like sucking on your mammy's teeth. Salty maple nuts. I'll let you know in a sec. Hold on. Chocolate salty balls. It's his mommy's nuts. My mom was just that got old. I don't know what you guys did in New England, but yeah. It stopped at the the border. Okay. So you stayed above the waist with mom? Whoa. <laughs> He's going for the double quarter pounder right now. With cheese? It is with, with cheese. cheese. There is oh, no boy, better comfort food than McDonald's, in my opinion. Yes, there is. Nope. Called Roberto's. Well, I was headed for the Taco Bell. And I went to the Taco Bell. And the why Why would the, you do that to yourself? The line at the Taco Bell was insane. So I really? was like, oh, well, so long, Taco Bell. And then I went to Mickey D's. Taco Bell is, this is a like coffee, Coke. And Del Taco was across the street going. Thanks, We're Lee. here. Hello. This is the good, good Coke. I went. I, you know, I go to the good McDonald's now. I go out of my way to the good McDonald's. The McDonald's in Summerlin. Yeah, I go all the way to Summerlin. It's going to be the good McDonald's. Where, what right? is the good McDonald's? Uh, the uh, one down here on this on the corner is pretty good. The one down yeah. here on the Trop and, Trop and, uh, It's like halfway. But, well, it's almost to Pecos. Trop First in end. the Walmart shopping center. Gotcha. Warm Springs and Stephanie. There's going to be a Chick Fil A. What? Uh huh. Are you excited by this this news? I do like me some waffle fries and some of that mustard sauce. It's sad that those Bible thumpers make good food. <laughs> those chicken sandwiches I, I, I never are pretty... got into Chick Fil A. It's it's to I'll me. I'll tell you what happened for me. It was a boat thing. We used okay. to go uh, when we do our Miami stop, and uh, Cody Dove and Nug, but Cody was crazy for the Chick Fil A. So you know you're on the boat all week eating boat food. No, that get, that yeah. Any fast food, I think, would save you. And the Chick Fil A is the first one I see. That's what I'll enjoy. Right, but we go, we'd go all the way to the mall, and we'd get Chick Fil A, and it was just kind of like, and I'd never had it before either. Me, it's just it's just fried chicken patty with a pickle. Just yeah, it's 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 like a southern like southern batter I, recipe. So it's and then okay. it's just it's just that on a bun with a pickle. And for some reason, Have it's still those, never had it? it's those blend of flavors I've had that it, just yeah. really yeah. good. Yeah, you're not, you're not describing something I don't know, but mm-hmm. I was driving through the Midwest. Nothing exciting. And it was a Sunday, and I haven't had it before, so I'm like, let's go to Chick Fil A. Some motherfuckers are closed on a Sunday. <laughs> Them and their Christian values. Yes, that's, they, that's God's they day. Are. You know, it's funny, Paul. Uh, you were talking about you know hitting that off the boat there. It was reminding me that my dad was telling me. Uh, my dad, growing up, was not a fan of McDonald's. Like, never ate at McDonald's. Like when. They would take us kids to go there. He'd maybe have a hamburger or whatnot, and just just did not like McDonald's. Well, he was talking to me once about Vietnam and and you know coming back from Vietnam and <laughs> got dark. They uh, he said that uh, when they got to Hawaii, he said the first Charlie's thing he saw, in the buns. No, no, Charlie's no, in the buns. No. Get down, <laughs> Mayor, Mc, Mayor McCharlie. Ah! Who, who is that famous? Uh, he said he got off the plane. Guys. They got, got out of the guns. airport. The guys got AKs. First thing he saw was the golden arches, and he told my mom, "He's like, we have to go to McDonald's right now." And they went to McDonald's and had cheeseburgers, 
and fries. And then and he, he shit that, for a week. <laughs> no, he, he said that was when he felt like he was actually home. And right. I was like, that's sure. He's like, oh, artery clogging yeah. food. Oh, great old America. <laughs> Fuck America, yeah. <laughs> America. Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number 359. I am Master Torgo. Keep your dick in your pants. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Just fact check Dandy this week. Oh, I heard fat no. check Andy. Fact. Okay. Fact. What happened last week? Maybe I got Matt. to be you too. <laughs> yeah, I oh, get really? in there. I got to be you too. I'm gonna have to listen to last week's episode. <laughs> yeah, a lot happened while you weren't here. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> news probably. Yeah, we actually got to some news. That's All true. Right, we did. Before we get started, I just want to call out a listener. I actually ran into inside the Escalator. Call out a oh, listener. Yes. Oh, wow. Ozzy Dan, if you hear the show. Here's talking to you, bud. Sorry I sent you on the uh, time show tour. <laughs> <laughs> and one, I'll see you tomorrow at the Bucket Show. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Wow. But he came walking over. He goes, your voice sounds familiar. You're Maple Leaf Matt. I was like, holy shit. That's hilarious. new listener. Okay. He listened to Ice Cream Social. Yeah. So he's, follow, he's a big follower of you. Okay. So he's, going, he's coming to your Bucket Show Tomorrow. Yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> Tomorrow. Matt. I don't yeah, look at the, the clock. clock. He's like, yeah. uh, <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> Matt. You're internet famous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's happened to me once, too. But yeah, it's it's so bizarre, too, because yeah. they're like, you recognize me from my voice from across the room? All oh, the way from Australia. Boy. Yeah. Australia, this guy. It's impressive. No. Well, batting down the hatches, kids, because it's only going to get crazier from here. Yeah. <laughs> well, gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week? Actually, did some. Uh, oh, <laughs> you did some things. <laughs> as opposed things. to most weeks, when you anything. Most weeks when I'm busy as fuck. I was busy sleeping and being sick as a dog. I still feel like hell, but not as bad as I did feel. Newsflash: um, the entire Ugly Couch Show Geek, Squ- Geek Shock Squad will be sick. We next got week. two. Endings. No, no, no. You'll Holy be fine. Shit. You'll be fine. I got. I'm over it for the most part. <clears throat> but man. Our whole cast was sick, so it was unavoidable, basically. Wow. But, uh, that must have been a good show. <laughs> we, oh, yeah, had, dude, <laughs> we had so many people subbed in and subbed out. Matt was juggling like crazy oh, to get to do the fake tunnel like this. And you're like, blah. Oh, no. Dude. <laughs> well, here's, here, I'll tell you a story on that. Uh-oh. So uh, we come to um, Sunday night, and it's day five for me on antibiotics. And that was it, just a quick five day run. It's just an in-case kind of thing, right. you know. Uh, but I had been not a whole lot of structural integrity left in the old GI, <laughs> right? Stuff was slipping, slip sliding away. Well, I get to my song, and I'm already feeling the gurgle. And oh. I'm like, oh, boy. And there is nothing between my asshole and yeah. the audience but the thinnest veneer of red uh spandex just oh you, know. you didn't you didn't do the uh, i did not have a muffler in oh you <laughs> oh, i know oh, no. so, I brown? so well i didn't thankfully but i oh, got through the perfect. show they didn't get the wow. brown show they didn't see the brown note. i got through the show but i was i was feeling oof for oof. a while there but then Asked by it. the by the end of the show i was like oh okay all right and i'm walking down i'm done I'm going back to the changing room and i'm getting down and as i start to get out of my clothes it's like oh it's happening. And so, like, oh, no. So I just threw my shit, grabbed my jeans, ran down the hallway. I had to go all the way down the hallway. And uh, I go, 
I'm hitting the doors and there's like somebody's in one of the doors. I'm like, oh no, because like I kind of bang, kind of bang. You know how you, yeah, you yep, test because yeah. you can't tell if it's open or not. Right. I was like, oh god, I kind of just fucked around with the dude. But I went two more doors down. And I, was like, I was like, yeah, yeah it was one of those. Oh, or it was just the worst. <laughs> the guy beside you was the like, oh was god. Like, oh, and I, well, then I, I kind of, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't sure when I came through if if somebody was there. I was like, I think that's closed. Whatever. But then, but then I heard him flush. And move on. I was like, oh god, it was bad. It was. Hey, how about a courtesy flash? Oh, dude, there? it was one of those. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Moments from uh, the Dumb and Dumber. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just, it was so yeah. Bad. So bad. But then I recovered a little bit and got my dignity together and went home and no, and I just slept all day again yesterday. I'm just still just. It just it beat. It, I feel like I got beat up and doing a show with that. Like, oh, yeah. And Saturday was the worst, and I've told the story about Saturday show. I had the shittiest. You can listen to that one. I had the shittiest bitches in the front row. Oh, just no, would not shut up. I changed my song to fuck with them. Oh, <laughs> oh did no. you? It's, it's on. This is on iCreek Social, so we can learn yeah, the story yeah, there. yeah. So you can listen to it there. The whole thing. And I've never been pushed that far by audience members. Mm. They were the rudest bitches, and it shut them up. So, but anyway. Uh, I watched. I did watch um, the X Men movie, the, the yeah. latest Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bought that. And That's all right. You bought it. Yeah, I bought it because you, you know. You bought the I metal did. case and everything. No, it was no metal case. <laughs> there was no real good. There was no real good version of this one. It's okay, but I, but that's also, what I hear about the movie in general. You're right. There's no real good. Well, version. Oscar Isaac was pretty good in it. Here's what I feel about that movie. That movie is a comic book where everything is a splash page. And that's it. Oh, that's it's a just good description. Splash page, splash page, <laughs> splash page, splash page. The end. <laughs> oh, what? What about character development? Fuck that. Well, they what already about, did it. They did like, kind of already go it. like, well, you already know the characters, so here you go. Which is rewind a couple of yeah, episodes. I, say, I know you're complaining about is, origin I know. stories. There is there is something so. to be said for that, but it was but they're they're disconnected. These are new characters. A lot of them. And they don't know but each not, other. It's new not actors, the, but not new not characters. Not the audience, though. Well, but, the, knows. But, the, but they don't know each other. These kids in the in the school are just getting blown up for no good reason. They're just like, what's why are people blowing us up? They don't fucking know what's There's going no on. There's no real character arcs. It's just plot arcs. It's just plot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 fine. It's fine. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I didn't. That's actually it. a glowing review from you. Yeah, I mean, really, it was like it was okay. It was okay. Uh, there, this there, is what happens when you give Paul what he wants. He's like, stop with the fucking origin stories. God damn it. God damn it. There's not... No origin story. You're like, that's all right. Oh, but they did squeeze in origin <laughs> stories. They, they put did, Wolverine's it, origin story in there, for fuck's sake. Yeah, they did redo... They re, <laughs> Basically, they redid his origin story from the X-Men. Yeah. Because since it's a time travel Fine. thing... Or not technically time travel, but since so, it's, it's set in the 60s and they have to go to... You know, Alkali Lake, they suddenly run across him. So are comic book movies going to end up being like comic books where they have to retell the origin, like, well, after they so many movies? They because didn't retell yes. it so much it's as already, there's been that many it's episodes. It's already getting convoluted to the point of weird. I mean, this is the one where Xavier loses his hair, and it's just it's a bunch of weird stuff. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence can't do anything for me anymore. I am off that boat. That is, mm-hmm. forget it. She's terrible. Um and just there's yeah, a lot. I'll the, agree. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of not good going on in the film as well. I used to love the little asides in the comics where it's a you know where the little asterisk and you know back in issue sixty three. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that shit. What about Olivia Munn as Psylocke? Fine. 
completely like un uneventful. And at least uh, what's his name didn't look as bad as he did on the uh, the uh, Entertainment Weekly cover, where it was like all like bright purple. Yeah, they, it's yeah. Jason. Isaac. Well, clearly the, they uh, just the, should the, have uh, made Oscar crap. Isaac. I can't. I can't Oscar think of Isaac. Apocalypse. Yeah, Apocalypse. Yeah. It's like yeah, he just. On that cover of Entertainment Weekly, yeah, he, he just looked he looked cartoon purple, but in the movie it it seemed. I also more, like how they normal. showed his how he could change size and all that right. too. I liked how they did that. Well, they did it in a very creative way. Yeah, I, I again, I was like, I, and that was another moment. Where I was like, splash page, apocalypse gets <laughs> big. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like it's splash it's splash page movie. Splash page the movie. Uh, splash page the, the movie. Wolverine there thing was okay. It should have yeah, just been. It, it should have just been Quicksilver the movie. That's all we want to see. Yeah, it's been great. Did you, you like that? Right? Yeah. Do you like it, Kirsten? I haven't seen it. What? Yeah. You know, somebody owns it. Well, they don't lend stuff out. I don't lend stuff out, but I'd lend that out. I don't give a fuck if that comes <laughs> <Yeah>. back. <laughs> That's one of those that I could never see. I'll again, eventually like, buy that, but right. yeah, I just haven't had a chance. Yeah, yeah. I actually haven't had a chance. That's one of those where I was like, I'm going to eventually get this. I might as well just get it. When I saw it was for sale, I was like, holy crap, the passage of time. Well, <laughs> movies yeah. come out so fast now. I know, but it's, still, it's it even But there, it, it, it does just, feel weird, though, right? Yeah. How, and, and I mean... Like when we were kids, it was two years before yeah. the movie came out. On mm-hmm. at well, least, yeah. it just shows how you know forward-thinking Mel Brooks was in Spaceballs because it literally is at that point now where it's freaking on home video before they're even done making the mm-hmm. movie. Back when I was a kid, the movies didn't come out on home video. It was all comic book pages, black <clears throat> and white, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> and just, maybe I, if you're lucky, I, went back I, into the theater for like a couple of weeks. You, you were waiting for it to show up on TV. Yeah, but cable. also back when you were a kid, Didn't they would show, they would keep the same movie in the theater for like a year. Yeah, they would keep it longer. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the big difference, yeah. really. Is is man, those movies that are gone in less than three weeks, it's like yeah. holy shit. Mm-hmm. That's how I missed Apocalypse because I literally was busy in that time, and I turned around twice, and poof, it was gone. Mm-hmm. Yep, man, so, <laughs> summer movies, man, they. They didn't mean business. Yeah. That, that's a real estate. You was gone. <laughs> <laughs> I watched The Infiltrator illegally, and they got caught by Cox. Wait, wait. Dude, you're the second person that's told me they got busted what on this. Oh, uh, my uh, buddy James got caught on this. Uh, to, to what now? Same movie? No, but for streaming. So, yeah. so okay. First off, Infiltrator? Yeah, Infiltrator. Uh, Brian Cranston movie. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. That customs was... agent trying to take down Pop... Uh, Pablo Escobar. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pablo. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, apparently that movie has some software in it where it um, sends it a ping, whoever downloads it or streams it, and then Cox relays it back to whoever the owner is. So what is it, Universal or somebody? I have no idea, uh, but probably. okay. Oh. So I got caught on that, and I guess your buddy did too. So they cut my internet. So it was, it was for like a – for how long? Uh, until I called them. And okay. they were like – I had to play dumb. I was like, I don't know. What, what are you talking about? I pay for Netflix. And, <laughs> yeah, you have to and, prove. Yeah. You have my, to prove. My kid downloaded it. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Exactly. But yeah, so I down, I got rid of all my illegal streaming shit that I have. So now I'm down to Netflix and fucking, I'm a, I'm a peon Look at that. now. Look at that. Scared straight. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, but yeah. you know what? You were watching that. Give on me your, your shoes. You are watching that on your phone. No, no. Not, no? No. On your computer then. But goes to my 55 inch TV. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then. No. All right. It was a good copy. No, 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 uh, <laughs> Apparently stupid too good. ass fucking, um, 
Sounds almost like they, they entrapped you. Like, yep. we're going to put out a pristine, awesome copy. That's what they're starting now. No bullshit. Mm. Unlike my friends Stop. who one time tr- put up Zootopia, and it was all fuzzy. All of the credits were in Spanish, hmm. <laughs> but it was still in English. And I'm watching this fuzzy thing, and they're all excited. And I'm like, how can you be excited to watch this? This looks awful. Yeah. Then the head silhouette came up mid-screen and walked across. <laughs> the husband's laughing, think it's hysterical. And I'm just like, I can't believe, and you know, mm. I, was like, I have to go. Because yep. it was just, this is. It's virtual reality. It's, it's the movie theater where you forgot your glasses. Yes. It was absolutely It's on stupid. Netflix now. I, wa- was, I just watched it the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. This was pristine copy. Like, someone took it out of the, the, the press, like, <laughs> yep. the press thing. I was like, damn. But, so now, I, I talked to the guy Cox, and apparently it's a new form of software that's just now hitting the market. It's catching all the streaming people. Aha. So be careful. Everybody is doing that. So don't stream it. Was, this was just one movie. And I just happened to be this movie. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder. Let let the Canadians be your your guide. I wonder. Dude, Canada was, is actually known for the highest pirate and streaming. Yeah, like not that. for long. Yeah. <laughs> what else you do, gentlemen? Piracy is not a victimless. Crime. I moderated a uh, panel for um, children's book illustrators. No, oh, yeah, so you were the, the. How did that go? It went really well. Or the, the, the book uh, festival this weekend. I got they they praised me afterwards for asking questions they didn't get asked before. So I gave them some some curveballs and they had to think. Right in there. And uh, then afterwards, I hung out for while they did signing, and I was you know getting ready to say we're out and my goodbyes to them. And said, "Where can we walk to get breakfast from the Fifth Street School?" And I'm like, "Nowhere. There's nowhere you can walk for breakfast here." Yeah. But my car is relatively clean for a change. I can drive you somewhere. So I drove them to the uh, Omelette House, and I just hang out with three comic book, uh, three uh, children's book illustrators, talking shit for two hours. It was, it was wonderful. Did That's, you give them cool. a copy of Christmas Puss? I didn't have one with me. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that question wow. was coming. Always you have one with you. I'm going to send wow. one to them. Okay. Yeah. That, as long as you got That's the follow-up, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's good. Because, you know, <laughs> you have I, to. I have been a little scattered this last couple weeks. Hey, I, have, I have not... Had a chance to slow down more for a so second. More so than normal. I get yeah, you. Yeah, more so than normal. We're all scattered okay. and smothered yeah. right now. I feel you. Heart, I, heart I mean, to heart, I, mean bro. I went from the the book festival. Uh, I left in the middle of the book festival and drove up to Caliente to hang out with a bunch of uh, historians and then camp out and then dedicate a plaque in the morning. Then drove back and worked uh, a shift on the strip uh, in the evening. You do live an interesting life. I do. A yeah. So you for did what? do that. Uh, a plaque for uh, commemorating the Great Flood of 1911 in uh, Caliente. Oh, okay. What else to do, gents? Uh, I went to, we talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago. Last week. I, but, I mean, you read it as a story two weeks ago, wasn't it? No, uh, was now I don't week? even know what you're going to say. So I'm All right. Well, I went to the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the House of Horrors. Oh, at, did you uh, now? Little Darlings. Yeah, that's like why I know you're not a true friend show. of mine because you didn't fucking send me a text because you knew I wanted to go. You don't get texts. You don't. <laughs> Sometimes I don't. Ever since you've been streaming shit. That's right. <laughs> you did that streaming text. <laughs> I'm a bitch. You almost did a nose. Oh, or? no, I got it out the nose. I definitely got the nose. <laughs> oh, I saw your response, Andy, to, uh, to his text. Yeah. <laughs> you need to learn how to. And you're a reporter? <laughs> I'm guessing, Andy, you use talk to texts pretty often. No, I just type while I'm doing 15 other things. How can you use talk to text? <laughs> <laughs> How the well, fuck? Well, well if, let, if, let, me, let me give you the example here, Paul. 
He would be taken to the hospital every day. Oh, and he's stroking out. He's stroking out. I got this. It'd be very interesting to see what uh, what his phone would have to interpret his. Stuff well, Jeff. Well, Jeff sends here. I, to, to to give you an example <laughs> of a, a of, of a, a F Andrew Taylor reply. <laughs> I feel like it's an intervention. <laughs> Crab. Let you know what's coming here. Start crab. With, it starts out with no, crab. No, no, start with yeah. your text. Crab, start I'm up. busking. Give a reporter. <laughs> Sounds like Andy that's, talks that's to text to me. Report. Yeah. <laughs> and me interpreting the interpreter. So I, I think he meant crap. I'm busy. Give me a report. That's I think he meant the crap. Only thing I, I think, think he actually meant I'm busking. I, I did mean busking. <laughs> okay. He didn't mistakenly say busking. That's no. a tough one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so tell anyway, me the report for the so, the X-rated, R-rated haunted house. Uh, yeah, they're billing it as an erotic haunted haunted house. Um, it, erotic. I it was honestly, like, it was it was a regular haunted house. I do have to give uh, the young ladies credit; they were actually into it. They were acting like they were really wanting to be there and were having fun with it. So, I'll give them credit for that. That was the experience I had years ago. That yeah. it was it was over ten years ago when I went to Little Darling's yeah. house that they did a long time ago. But I mean, these and, and the, these the, girls were probably like nineteen, twenty tops. Uh, a lot of the girls I met, if not all of them, Jeff, yeah. they all they all work at the club. Yes, yes, they do. Right, right. But well, but, but your experience, Kirsten, you you're saying they weren't into it. No, 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 they were into. No, they, they were, were they were oh, having okay. fun with it. Yeah, I they, mean, they totally played. A couple of them cool. were following me around through the house because I. Yeah. There was a group that went through, and I was supposed to go with that previous Animal group. Animal magnetism. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, for one reason or another, they sent me through by myself. I want to be your girlfriend. That's how they get you. Mm. No, but, uh, but yeah, they, they genuinely seemed like they were Do having a good time. Do you have a girlfriend? Uh, Would you like a Having said that, it was okay. It was okay. Excuse me, I, sir. I don't honestly. Was I, I was sitting there thinking about it. Yes, the parking was ample. Thank you. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking about it after Did I left it, like and these? I don't know if it's just that I'm. I've been to Are so many skeleton? haunted houses I over can the see years. Your bone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just let him get it out of the system. Oh no, yeah, no. because that yeah. always works. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's been 20 seconds. Paul's petering out. (laughs) Come over here. Let me show you my jack-off lantern. (laughs) You assume there's a finite level of Paul's jackassery? (laughs) Usually, if you catch him in the point where he cracks himself up and he can't can't talk because he's laughing, that's when you finish. Yeah, yeah, and that always happens in the first 10 minutes of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was a Soldier lot of on, Jeff. it was a lot of the standard ha- haunted house, but with no shags and stuff. Um, but were they you topless? Know, yeah, they were topless. Um, did, was it three D? <laughs> they did three D on mine, and it was funny because yeah. they did the paints like across their boobs and stuff. It was hilarious looking looking through the three D glasses and like their boobs are hovering in front of them and <laughs> shit like that. It was great. Oh, that is bizarre. Yeah, it was yeah. funny. Yeah. They played, no, they they played with it, like Jeff yeah. said. They played oh, with it. Yes, we get the VIP package? Yeah. yeah. They played with it. Well, package. So the weird fluke of Vegas strip clubs is that the topless ones have booze. Yes. And the full nude ones don't have booze. That is correct. 
and so, which makes no sense because where I'm from, so they're the, fully nude and right. Well, but here's the thing: the big, big sometimes and drugs. with with like one or two exceptions, they were you grandfather to work in a club that has booze, you have to be over 21. Right. So that means, and the money is better at the ones with booze because yes. they're drunk and they tip more. Yes. So that means that nearly every girl working at a strip club that's all nude is somewhere between 18 and 21. Yeah. Yeah, they usually talk about about 20 because yeah. as soon as they turn fresh. 21, they go work. <laughs> exactly. It's really creepy. It's weird. So, that's bizarre. so, so what yes. you're saying is that's the minors? Yeah, it's basically <laughs> my, it's yeah. Oh. No, they're they're still legal. No, minors. No, no, it's no, it's no, one no. of the baseball. best nude clubs in town. Oh. Baseball. Okay. Yeah. It's also the a sports minors. reference. Come on, Mr. Football <laughs> Baseball. What's wrong with you? My brain was somewhere else, I guess. The one I no, went but, to yeah. decades ago was yeah. really funny because I went with uh, a, f- a friend of ours from Star Trek. She's a black Christian girl. Well, that must really, be really funny. But she was interested in doing this. And the other person was a gay friend of hers who also worked at Trek. So we're going through this thing, and we walk in, and right at the opening, this one girl walks right up to me, and she's just like, you fucking asshole. What the fuck are you doing here, you piece of shit? Well. And the guy, the gay guy, just starts... <laughs> and he just starts laughing and and that was pretty much it for the rest of the walk is him just going <laughs> and, and well i mean that's that's pretty funny it, 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 it was because he said afterward it was just like for somebody to say that to kirsten it was just hysterical <laughs> Yeah. Although now, you know, with the, the past election cycle on Facebook, I don't think anybody would find it amusing. Mm-hmm. I do have to say one of the funniest parts of going through it was uh, because I was going through by myself, I don't think uh, all the performers were expecting me because when I got oh, to no, the end, nobody expects veg attack. <laughs> nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, were so, you wearing a Dracula cape? No. I got I got to the end. Are you all Dracula? And hey, I'm a it was, I could hear what I am. the I'm low rumble Dracula. of somebody trying to start a chainsaw. <laughs> so they were doing so the, the so standard chain, little, chase you with the chainsaw. And the guy's like futzing You're going to flood it. I come around the corner and the guy's like, whoa. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, hi. Don't mind me. I'm a Dracula. Wait a minute. What the fuck is that doing being a guy? I want a chick with a chainsaw chasing me. So, yeah, he was like... He went to, to the other the side. All started. <laughs> and he, he was Whoops. having trouble getting it started. Although still not as bad as the one Torgo and I went to about 10 years ago where they chased us with an electric chainsaw. God, that's always great. <laughs> did they run out of cord? Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, he actually, yeah. he, he did on one of the, like, not our group, but, like, one of the following groups while we were standing around chatting. He ran and disconnected it from the <laughs> extension cord when he got to the end. <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever seen. Have a house. Th- Electric th- turkey knife. It was called Heart Burster, Heart Breaker, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something crazy house. like yeah. that. Yeah. Heartbreaker. And it was like an okay haunted house up to that point, but then that just no, that just that gave it that gave it house. a couple of negatives. That was never a good house. Well, I wasn't saying it was great. <laughs> so lots of chicks in this little darlings thing. Uh, yeah, there there were there were three or four girls. I want to say there was at least six to eight girls in there. Doing the, the the different, did it cost more than your average haunted house? 
14 bucks, It was right? like $14. That's but about it's what 12, they cost. It's $12 if you show them the little flyer from their website. So. Oh, wow. All right. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you know, if you like Haunted Houses, give it a shot. Thanks. On the, I mean, on, on the road, roving reporter, Jeff. Yeah. Coming through. I like it. A lot of, you know, like I said, a lot Beware. of the standard... Haunted house haunted trope. Haunted house. Haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> what else to do, gents? I started watching Supergirl. No, oh, I finished it. Just first season. <laughs> well, first there season. you go, Kirsten. Wow. <laughs> fuck you, asshole. You, what the fuck do you, you think uh, you're doing here? Get I, the yeah, fuck out of here, you asshole. Just, I'm going to put on my shoes and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get to play yeah. XCOM? Uh, no. What? No, no video games this week. I was watching Supergirl uh, and also Westworld. Oh episode God, two Westworld, to Westworld is crazy, right? It's now. it's yeah. it's creepy. I just Sorry. put that anywhere. Okay, so Sorry. now I've cut you off. What, what did you think of uh, Supergirl? You shut I, up, Andy. I enjoyed it. Callista Flockhart, yeah, she's is great. kicking ass. Oh, yeah. I think she's really really good. I'm enjoying. Did you call uh, her Callista the Flockhart? Isn't it Callista? <laughs> Flockhart? Calista, <laughs> is it, is she, has she been rubbing up against Harrison Ford so long? She's callous to Flockhart now? <laughs> I'm and callous. Is it I'm Calista? A I think it's Calista. 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 Calista? Yeah. Oh. All right. I am callous the Flockhearted. Calista. I have rubbed against I'm this never, man I'm so never, long. I'm not going to remember that. Uh, I'll, I'll just remember callous the Flockhart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember I, I callous. Got, I got you converted. Yep. Anyway, you were saying... Uh, she is great. She's really kicking ass. Um, the and and the way they're setting up everything, the the whole James Olsen thing, you see where they're going with that. But it's still actually kind of cool how they're handling that character. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying it. And superhero fights and yeah. nice special effects. So I'm enjoying. It's got all the stuff I want. Nice. Yeah. Season two uh, just started, but uh, the first two episodes in. It seems like they're continuing on. In fact, uh, it looks like they're doing a little more action on the CW than they were doing. I think they were trying to make it a little too kid-friendly in the first Mm. season. Very cool. That'd be really cool. Nice. How how many episodes have you gone through? Oh, I I think I'm in five or six. Okay. Um, They're starting to do heavier hints about Martian Manhunter, but they haven't done the big reveal yet. Mm. So it's, it's sort of like... You see where that's kind of going. Right. Maxwell Lord is... Martian Manhunter? They're still in the zone of, you know, is he going to be full-blown villain, or what are they going to do with him? So, yeah, they... they cool. I think if I know where you're at, they're still playing the whole uh, notion of, you know, he doesn't think he's a villain because he thinks he's protecting the Earth right. from mm-hmm. yeah. an alien invasion <clears throat> type thing. So Yeah, so... It, no, it's fun. It's cool. You weren't. You missed it last week. We were talking about it, but this is the Superman movie that you've wanted to see. Supergirl has all the Superman stuff you want to see. All right. Well, I have to. I have to see. I should go on to. He shows up in season two. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but no, not. They, but they he, actually have. Yeah. Um. Uh. Shoot, I forgot his it's name. It's not about the Superman. Is the Superman you want to see? It's this story of Supergirl and the theme and the way they're handling it is the Superman movie oh, you okay. want to see. Cool. Thank you for interpreting my gibberish. Thank you. <laughs> it, well, somebody has to do it. To. Instead of talk to oh. text, it's talk to. I might to have Kirsten. to try and give it uh, another day in court. I just as soon as it got all explainy bubbles, I'm like, boof. Well, they, yeah, they did a lot of exposition and explaining, but it doesn't—it isn't quite that bad. I mean, there's still some. It's funny 
Because in some ways, with the way like they're having her be Cara Danvers versus Supergirl, it's almost like, was it David Chase, you know, who did the Palicki Wonder Woman pilot? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a very good and well-executed version of what he wanted to shoot for. Okay. You know, so more focus on the alter ego. Yeah. And also it's just better executed, you know, her being because it's the Cara Danvers who sometimes gets a little frazzled and she's just like, I, wait a minute. I just can't, it, you know, that when she bees, when she be when she bees that way, <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm tired. When she acts that way, it's less Supergirl is playing Cara Danvers, a character, and it's more. This is an aspect of this woman's personality. And so it's actually, it, it's, it's rather organic. It's rather full. It, it's more fully realized. It, it, it's cool. Benoist can get a little, she can get a little goofy as Kara. But overall, it's, it's pretty good. I find that's the, one of the things that sort of turns me off about this new wave of uh, superhero CW stuff, especially Green Arrow, all of it. There's there's this. I mean, starting with uh, Smallville, there's this tongue in cheek mm. that is just kind of moronic. A lot of times, turn it, it, it turns me off. A lot of times mm. when it's just like, oh, but it's being too silly. Yeah, it's just like, oh, he's so silly. Mm. Clark Kent's so silly. Like, well, okay, great. Right. You know, right. oh, they're, they're, look what Lex Luthor did. I, I don't know if you agree with me, Andy, but at least for the first five episodes or so, the way I'm seeing it, they're towing that line. They're not completely, because I know exactly what you're talking it's about. A, it's and that's weird, part of what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not, she has those moments, but I don't feel it's that bad or it goes to that point. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree, Because like, I feel that in even in Arrow, when it's, yeah, no. it, it can be pitch black. Yeah really tough stuff happening and then suddenly somebody's like oh been on the internet much what what you know it's just like he comes out of nowhere it feels just forced isn't that what most people hate uh blanking on the character name blonde chick with glasses who's the computer with well yeah i mean she's the person that comes to mind and and a lot of people yeah felicity a lot of people hate her she facilitates a lot of those moments yeah Mm -hmm. and that's not her fault that's the writing and i actually it was funny i I like her but is it the writing or is she a representation of the quote-unquote millennial reaction to how they typically handle well that's the whole but that's the thing it's it's they've just written that in They've written in these unrealistic, dumb reactions from people. They did a, <clears throat> and it gets goofy. It's like you like shit's hitting the fan. They they got a genuine play it to the bone. Laugh out loud moment for me pretty early on in the thing. Which, you know, who, which who they the the Supergirl okay because uh, you know the whole <laughs> the whole thing with all these these uh, DC TV shows where for some reason the whole, the whole secret identity they feel the need to blab it to everyone. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and there's a bit early on in Supergirl where she's got a friend who's a, sort of a nerdy computer guy, and Jimmy Olsen's in a room, and I can't remember who says it. Oh, Jimmy Olsen says something about da da da. da Quark says this, and the guy goes, "Quark can't is Superman." And it's like, <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, that was actually pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> your cousin Clark, Clark can is Superman. And it was just like, and oh, 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 and everyone's like, oh, oh, oh. Because it does. And then, and then, and then Olsen's like, 
okay. And then he just keeps, you know, he keeps talking because he's like, all right, I fucked that up. We got to move on. <laughs> it's actually, it was a little tiny bit. It yeah. was actually pretty good. Yeah, it got me. It's, it, it, it's, I think it's well written. All right. Like I said, Flockhart, it's funny because. A lot of depth. Because um, you, like, your first initial reaction is you want to just hate her. Yeah. But then you realize. They set her up totally. Yeah. To be, oh, she's going to be the asshole boss. But then they they actually they round her out as yeah. a character. Mm-hmm. It's very they, cool, and she's doing a wonderful job. With yeah. I like my assholes rounded. Yeah, yeah. Because um. she's she's got that <laughs> that's like underneath she cares, but she can't so, show that she cares because she doesn't want it to come across as you know. Being and there's weak a real, in her industry, a lot et of, There's a lot of there's a lot of feminist conversation that isn't full blown, you know, academic hit you over the head feminism. And it doesn't f- toe the, the it doesn't toe the line. Bechtel test, you know, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't toe the line either, mm. because you have that moment where Flockhart's character defends the the name Supergirl, as opposed to like Great. saying Superwoman. Yeah, because right. she says like, does it have to be Supergirl? Why couldn't it be Superwoman? She's like, I'm a girl, you're a girl. You know, what's There's wrong, nothing with, wrong that? with being a girl? Blah blah blah. And it yeah. was actually so. It, it, yeah, it's cool. It is cool. Yeah, I like it. I, I mean, all the Arrowverse shows, I mean, which it's now, originally it wasn't supposed to be part of, but now it is, so, uh, part of the Arrowverse. So, I'm I'm actually really looking forward to uh, uh, Arrow episode 100 this season, because that's supposed to be the big uh, multi-episode crossover. So, they're crossing oh. over all the shows. So, it's going to be Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, and you hated it in comics, but you love it here. I say, and now I got to battle those issues of comics. I don't well, really read. To be fair, and, you know, usually the, like the crossovers, I think they try to do too much. But yeah, they've and, done a few in this universe already, which have been very good. And in comics, way back when, they used to be cool and interesting. Yeah, but they were so popular and sold so well that it became a market mandate yeah. to always do right, it. Right, and that's when it became forced and shit. But, you know, a lot of the old, old way back crossovers, that could be yeah. some exciting stuff. Yep. I mean, it was it was in an annual when you got crossovers. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and, and then and all like, of a sudden, uh, issue. every annual had to be the same crossover story. And, you know, oh, that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it got so dumb. That's I, when it I, became... Nine-part annual series. Yeah, I remember looking forward to getting the annual and being like, oh, this is a little different. This is a little right. something different. And then it's done. And you don't have to... And it doesn't... Yeah. You know, anyway... I read uh, volume four of The Wicked and the Divine. Kaboom. Yeah. It's like crack. It's just like saga for me. As soon as I get those trades, I'm just like, I don't want to read the whole thing, but I do. This can't stop. So good. Have you reading Wicked and Divine? Mm -mm. Oh, man. Mm -mm. Great. Great series. Who's it? What is? Whose is it? Uh, McKevin. And uh, it's a... It's a image book. Hmm. It's fantastic. Of course, I'm a sucker for art, but it, and it's beautiful. But it's also it's the whole thing of the ancient gods. Every hundred years, forty years, I can't remember. Anyway, the gods get reborn as teenagers. They're reincarnated as teenagers. They will live for two years. Period, and then they'll die. And the cycle will start over again. Yeah. But this time, things are going haywire because they're dying early. Someone's killing them. 
they all are really at each other's throats, and it's just an interesting take on it. And, and these gods have powers, I assume? Yes, like, they okay. all have different interesting powers. They're all basically um, literal rock stars in their reincarnations. Like, one's an EDM DJ. One is a goth rocker. One is a pop princess. Okay. One is like a like almost gem, like straight up gem. And they, they all have these ways of like most of them get into music or fashion. They're almost all music or fashion. It's 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 fantastic. It's always the passion. It's so good. Yep. It's so good. Anyway, I can't speak highly enough. Huh. Give it a read if you're not reading it. <clears throat> Damn fine book. And the Batman fifty two, I'm slowly trudging through those trades as well. Uh with uh Gordon as Batman now. It's interesting. That's what's happening? Yeah. In this Gordon? Yeah, in this arc. Commissioner hmm. Gordon has had to take on the mantle because after he's in like a bat mecha thing or yep, something, isn't he? Yeah. It's his back mech suit. Mecha but he's also he's also really gotten himself lean and mean. He looks uh he looks cool. It's an interesting take. Uh, things went really south when Bruce Wayne finally came to blows with Joker in this one. It's good. I like that. So I like it, uh, that series. It's going to finally end. You got two more trades, I think, and then that whole arc comes to an end. It's pretty, pretty well done. That Snyder Capullo. Then they team reboot up. again. Yes. Yeah. That Snyder Capullo team up. But I'm glad for that. I'm great. Give me a you know, concrete ending and <laughs> let me move on. Sorry, I'm, I can't. I'm, I can't get Mecha Batman versus Teenage Jokeru out of my head. <laughs> right Mecha Batman versus I'm, Teenage Jokeru. I'm almost. It's weird. I'm almost becoming resigned to the reboots to the point where I'm actually getting to where it's like, well, I wonder what they'll do next. Mm, right. right. This ought to be interesting, which is just stupid. A weird. You don't thought. have to reboot the whole world to try something new. Yeah. yeah but, you sh- or you shouldn't. But they do. I know. Yeah. But uh, I know. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> DC's worse Cause DC than Marvel. Because DC knows what's up. <laughs> I'm not really buying much Marvel either right now. I'm just buying a few independent books and waiting for trades on a few things. Really not to... Yeah, mm. I, I actually had to stop buying comics again. It, yeah. It got that tight for me. But I was only dedicated to Old Man Logan. Yeah. Because it's a fun story and the art is just... Mm-hmm. I Tell you, it. man, get that library card dusted off, man. Get... Their comic book selections are amazing. It's true. Yeah. I, I got uh, like four of the Star Wars comic book trades. Oh, fuck. I read that first Star Wars trade. The yeah. new one? I did too. I read the that new? yesterday. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, he went to take his stuff back As to the I library love, yesterday. You know, we've and, been talking about how much we love Vader. Have you read yeah. the new Star Wars? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great. It, Great it, shit. It, it's, yeah, it, it's, it, it quickly starts to fill in the gaps between right? Empire Strikes Back and, and New well. Hope. Oh, not yeah. ham-fisted, not stupid. Just it's good. it's ridiculous how good that is. You know, you got another trailer for Rogue One that just makes you even harder and wetter for the movie to mm-hmm. eventually come out. It's fantastic. Man, it's just, the second wave of figures on that shit, they got some cool-looking cats coming hmm. out. Some Imperials in all white. Like, they look like fucking Thrawn without huh. Blueface. It's fucking cool. Okay. It's fucking yeah. cool. Yep. Aside Can't from that, I, I tried Overwatch. And, Aha! Uh, Do you like it? Nope. I, it's I hard, it right? Back, I sent it back. It's not I that it's you hard. Like it. I sent it back to Gamefly pretty quick. It's I, I, my, my time for enjoying right. uh, multiplayer arena shooters are, is done. 
Because the community gets so thick so fast, and if you're not an early adopter and have dedicated, like, well, this is all I'm going to play, right? Sure. It's in, in yeah. It's it. It asks for that without a doubt because yeah. there are a lot of characters to choose from. They're all available from right. the beginning, mm-hmm. and they're all pretty well designed. The 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 art on it's beautiful, right? In fact, going through the characters is probably the most enjoyable part of the game to me. But but once I started playing, I'm like, oh, this is Team Fortress. I've I've played this many times before. Yeah. Yep, I'm done with it. Yeah. So I uh, I feel you. I was so sick I couldn't play games until that's pretty sick. Yeah, earlier until like the weekend. <clears throat> Did you go um, to the hospital? No, I went to the... the, the I recommend the, going to the hospital. <laughs> Thumbs up. I went to the quick care. They hooked me up. But I did finally play a little bit more of XCOM ah. 2, which is brilliant. And then I finally busted out. I got um, <clears throat> in the mail. I'd pre-ordered for a long time ago the new uh, WWE. Ah! Not very, it's not very good. Oh, no. No, the, the, the wrestling games, they went downhill ever yeah. since. Yeah. Ever since 2013. The um, 2013 one is They took out features. They awesome. keep taking yeah, out features. Yeah, they keep taking out features. They make you buy everything. Oh. It's it's And I went ahead because I got it pretty cheap because okay. I pre-ordered it so far ahead. Sure. So I bought it. I bought the cheap disc in the plans of I'll use that savings towards the buying of the stuff. And I did. Opened up everything. The character models are on point. Beautiful looking game. The sound is stupid because it's uh, the commentators. JBL? They, oh, yeah. no. JBL <laughs> sounds like he has a cold Ugh. during the whole thing. I'm like, he recorded while he had a cold. Uh, and the, the commentary has always been shit, but now it's just stupid. Like, you got moments where I, I, I go, you go and you select your own what you want to play, and I'm like, I'm going to do Taker and fucking mankind in the cage. Let's get it on. Let's do it. And so Taker's coming down the walkway with his entrance. It's great. Really, you know, they go all out with the entrances. They got it down. It looks like you're watching the fucking show. And Michael Cole, can you imagine the butterflies that are going on in his stomach right now? No, Michael Cole. That's (laughs) the the Undertaker. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a problem on the programmers. But it's just the stu- it, it just hit me so hard. I'm like, you guys don't even fucking know what you're doing. You, why would you? The, the, no. The Undertaker does not Stroke get wallet. butterflies. This is so stupid. And it's just. It's mankind. Yeah. It's right. Like, Either one of them would have been dumb. But no. as you're playing, the mechanics are still there for the most part from all the other ones. It's tighter and harder now to do reversals. They've made it really awkward. Mm. Finishers are pretty easy to get off because it's pretty easy. But the the fucked up part is the cover system is shit. You can hardly get out to to try and get out of a pin. Almost impossible. The AI is really tough, and you have to just time it just right with a stupid button push. And then the worst is the submission holds. These motherfuckers can get you in a submission and the match can be over in like a minute. Oh, wow. Because the getting out of the submission requires these weird mini game shit and it's just, it's not well executed. Oh, so, no. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. They've really, they've dropped the ball. Hopefully they'll do some updates and some patches and with some feedback, it'll get a little bit better. It's got some time, of course. We got a year. I'm glad to have it. From what I understand, it's not far off from what 2016 was. I didn't buy that one. So that was kind of my whole rationale on that one too. I didn't buy 2015. I haven't bought one since 2014, which was pretty good. So wait, what'd you buy? The WWE video game. 
Right. What's the 20? 2K17. 2K17. What? 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 <laughs> You're in 17? Andy yeah. wakes up. It's the one. Oh, no, no. I'm confused. It's the one that will go through next year. And okay. It'll, it'll get, there'll be a new release about He's this playing time games from the future. That's how I roll, baby. <laughs> That's how I roll. Yeah, I dusted off my DS because I have no internet connection. And it was like, what the hell? I'm living in like the desert with no internet connection. You ever tried that? You don't know yes. what to do. You don't know what to do nowadays. Read, read a book, motherfucker. I went camping. <laughs> yeah, don't don't bring this up with I Andy. Have, uh, You're gonna lose. Just like so just like Todd, DS, just like Todd, I, I have a Fire fuck Emblem. ton of DVDs. So what'd yeah. you play? Playing Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. That's good. That's oh, a that's tough. Was... That's a tough one, but it's good. You'll play that for a while. Yeah, that's so, a hearty game. Uh, I, I had it. I purchased it, and I was like, I haven't played this yet. Oh, All yeah. right. I played the one and only sports game that I do enjoy, and that is fishing. The show. <laughs> 2016 that's okay. the baseball yes. game for Sony uh, because they have this wonderful it's the only p- part of the game I play the rest of it I couldn't give two shits about road to the show where you it's basically the role playing game version of baseball you are one character you are you're developing that character with stats and building them up with the way that you play and through training bringing it up to the minors the majors and of course uh, the way that I design characters are the most messed up deformed possible way so it's true so my guy's named bobo sir sir dudenstein <laughs> and uh and i have this whole now backstory for him that that when he was he had these little chimpanzee ears that's how he got his name bobo and then but somewhere <laughs> in high school he took a baseball to the face just straight up like reconstructive surgery oh, yeah. and the parents didn't have enough money for it they had to oh, go fund me they so they get, they had only enough money to construct it as where he is now so he's now disfigured for life oh. but his passion got him through <laughs> into college in fact he was so good that he looked so so messed up that that's how he got his name sir sir dudenstein cuz he looked like frankenstein so now, and the game actually calls him Bobo Sir Dudenstein for That's me. That's cool. So, now ask him how long it took him to create that character. It took me a while. <laughs> took me a while. He looks like he looks like. Remember Mac Tonight from the McDonald's commercials? Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> like like that, but with a skeletal nose. Yeah, he's really messed up. <laughs> All right. Like his face is actually concave <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's. But what's great up. is that the road to the show. You don't do all the extra stuff. You're not playing anybody else. This guy's a pitcher, so he's from the mound. If if I get called for the mound. Game out. That that game is over, and I can go on to the next one. If I'm up to bat, it's only my bat, and I don't have to go through anybody else, play anybody else's stuff. So Fun. you only are just constantly playing the game for that character. Okay. Do, so so you say you hit like an RBI or something, right? Mm-hmm. So you see your guy go on the base. Now, do you watch other batters go and your guy? Yes, because you're on okay. base now. You're yeah. involved. So all right. So, but if you know if. If you get thrown out, then you don't go see the next battery. It goes right to you back on the mound. Although it was huh. pissing him off the other day, he uh, he was the starting pitcher, and he got through, what was it, seven innings? Yeah. They pulled you, yeah. and then the game ended, and you lost. And, and, and you're and, like, what the fuck? We were up. Well, it was like four to, yeah, four to two yeah. or something like I let, that. I let one guy have, I did not even run. Let one guy have a hit. They pulled me off the mound. Next guy I lost the game for us. Oh. Sons of of credited with the loss because you were the starting pitcher. You know what? You might actually like FIFA 17 because there's a. I doubt it because I couldn't give two strikes about. There's a manager. Football. A manager, though. You just manage it. You don't play. Okay. You just manage, do trades, things like that. They have that on this, too. I just. I just. I I can't create a disfigured manager, so I don't bother. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Uh, before quite we go, the, quite the backstory, by the way. Very, kudos. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. And it's 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 a it's a Rudy kind of story, mm-hmm. you know. Rudy uh, poo. <laughs> so so quick business. We're still talking uh, Shadow over Innsmouth on the book uh, club page. So mm. feel free to join us there. 
And in fact, the uh, Addy is really running with this one. He's a huge H.P. Lovecraft fan, so he started a whole new thread asking questions about Lovecraft, if you've read any more from there, mm-hmm. from this story. So, so continue to enjoy that. This week's uh, Geek Shock AV Club movie is Killdozer. Oh, nice. So if you want to do the... Uh, the screening right now, it's a tentative 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday to, to go to the Reddit page and watch it together. The comic book adaption of Killdozer changes the ending. That changes the ending? Bastard. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. They kill that. Killdozer in a different way, and I can't remember what it is. Kill, was Killdozer based off a book? I don't know. If it's it was based, based off, off of Killdozer. I think it's a, I, I, it's a true story, story of the Killdozer. So I'm wondering if that was like... Faithful to the original story. Maybe that's it. St. Kildozer. St. Kildozer. Canadized in the Catholic (laughs) faith. Well, it's a very Catholic movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Mandy, Mrs. Johnny Australia. Oh, yes. I missed her this week. Came out, and uh, I got to catch up with her briefly. I was sick, unfortunately, of course. Bucket show. Um, But uh, I did get to catch up with them for a little bit. After uh, Fifty Shades, they came to see me on Friday. And she brought so much swag. Oh. What? Here, you can read that. This is all for you guys. All right. So, gifts for the Geek Shock guys. First up, Alan's Confectionery. Aussie from 1891 to 1985. <gasps> oh, my. You know what? Since you're pulling out the Tim Tams, I'll go right we to got it. got a ton of stuff. Aussie since 1964. Tim Tam is a brand of chocolate biscuit made fr- by Arnott's in Australia. Or is it Arnott's? A Tim Tam is composed of two chocolate biscuits separated by chocolate filling, all coated with a thin layer of chocolate. Mm-hmm, you're talking my language. According to our our notes, our notes, about 35 million packages are sold in Australia each year, the equivalent of 40, oh, sorry, 400 million biscuits, an average of 1.7 packets per Australian. Wow. Jesus, there's a lot of wow. That's, uh, there's so much stuff. She got, candy. got so at much it. fucking candy. Wow. So much fucking candy. So she read about this. This, well, this is the candy guy. The this, yeah, this Allen's Confectionery. Yep. Founded by Alfred Weaver Allen, a Melbourne confectioner originally employed oh by God, I'm stealing these. Production 1891 at his confectionery shop. Oh, this one's called Snakes Alive. They still spell colors C-O-L-O-U-R-S. Oh, that's you the mean proper, the right way? Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, the right way. Yeah. Thank you. Still, uh, oh, my God. They haven't learned? I am flipping out. There's a bag of Chico's, which are chewy chocolate-flavored jelly babies. Oh, mm. oh you got a bag, too? Yeah. Dude, fucking gummy or muddy bears. I can't wait. Now, now I, I, need to read this about the, I need to read this about the Tim Tams. Okay? Yes. The Tim Tam Slam yeah. is a way to consume a hot drink, coffee, or hot chocolate through a Tim Tam. Opposite corners are bitten off and eaten. Once, eat one side of it and immersed into the drink. You suck the beverage up through the biscuit. The crispy biscuit softens. The coating begins to melt. Yum. Mm. Wow. I'm just listening today to Hollywood Babylon. And at some point in it, Smith mentions Tim Tams and the Tim Tam Slam. Oh. And it's the first time in my life I have ever heard of this. And, and now you have the home game. Now here's DK mm-hmm. by Dark Oz, the flagship comic book of uh, Adelaide-based publishing and graphic design company, a horror anthology showcasing many of Australia's best established and new independent creators. Wow, that is that's certainly up my alley. Those look amazing. Mm. Yeah, so I'll leave those. Those covers are, are... I'll leave those here so you can read all those, Yeah, Torgo. this is totally you, Yeah, those covers kinda... are reminiscent of, of men's adventure mags from right. the pulp era. Mm-hmm. 
That and looks then great. She was kind enough to give me my own copy of uh, Baza the Bogman Barbarian, the Sydney Zombie Apocalypse. Oh, that's terrific. Baza and Raza uh, fighting together. I can't wait to read this thing. Oh, sorry, Baza and Shaza. Uh, this is a, a, a well-renowned Australian property, apparently, and uh, I can't wait to check that out. <clears throat> I got to look through the book a little bit earlier today. It's really cool. Oh my God, Mandy! Thank you so much for all of this. Wow. This is came these, through. These yeah. are like old, super. These are like oh. old old Warren magazines. Oh, it's like boobies. talking my language. Creepy, eerie stuff. Yeah, with boobies. Yes, so there were boobies. Right, it's there. good stuff. Oh, what? There's boobies. Yep. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. some full on nudity in these. Dun dun dun. Mandy, I'm so sad that I missed you. It just goes to show the rest of the world doesn't have the very cool prim and just you know put that put that anywhere right? down anywhere, yeah. Andy. <laughs> Well, this is awesome, Mandy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Nice. Very generous. Thank very, you. Very, very, very Are we cool. opening the Tim Tams, or are they just sitting Yeah, go and go nuts. <laughs> Pass them on. That's Man, lots of Tim Tams. Don't open them all, but, you know. Uh, let's uh, hit some open male gentlemen. Sure. And Paul. Yes. I have watched a healthy percentage of Luke Cage. While it may not win stacked up against other Netflix Marvel offerings, I have to admire its ambition, its overall cohesion. I enjoyed your discussion about the soundtrack. And I have to say, the music is only a piece of it. I don't think that the soundtrack would <laughs> get that there further away. Too, get that further away from your microphone. There is too much crumbling <laughs> in the microphone right now. <laughs> and making this an immersive experience. Yeah, you sure are. Hands away. That's how they do fire yeah. on the radio plays, Torgo. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a fire in here? Ah, uh, just, just, just shut your microphone off. It's like pointed right at it. <laughs> It's a directional <laughs> mic. You know how, like, when you try to talk oh, into the side like this, it goes away? Uh, Same thing. It's pointed at the baggage. I don't think that the soundtrack would flourish without the other pieces to give it context. What is so wonderful about the soundtrack, in my opinion... Fuck you. Oh, my God. <laughs> in, my, in my opinion, is that it made up... It's made up of present-day recordings deliberately recorded to sound as if they were live recordings made in the 70s. The... Ri- <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> he no longer thanks Mandy for the chocolate biscuits. <laughs> it's like every place you're, you're opening it near a microphone. Jeez, it's like we have six or seven mics in this room or something. <laughs> ah, Wasn't it good I thought it was going to be? Fuck you. <laughs> oh, that Canadian-Aussie rivalry Canuck. right there. Bubbling to the surface. You got to turn your mic back on. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't slam it. They're fucking good. Oh. oh. Those jelly babies are out of control. <sighs> I looked on the back because, I mean, I had two of them, and I'm like, holy fuck, that's rich. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it says, know your portions. Four jelly babies. They're tiny. They're rich. Mm. Try one, Andy. I'm excited. Away from the mic. Four jelly babies what? Four jelly babies is your limit. Just try one. Four is the serving suggestion. It's supposed to be chocolate flavored? They're just very dense. They're like cocoa. They're like a deep cocoa with something Okay, I get a little on. bit of it now. Chico's. Well, you just did really, a Tim Tam. Well, I know, but it's just really subtle. The rhythms in the opening theme, for instance, are technically off. If you line that recording up against a click track grid in protocols, you would see how uneven a lot of the hits are. That's what makes it wonderful. That's what makes it feel authentic to a time period, a.k.a. Chicago or Tower of Power. 
Also, a lot of the vocals are pitchy at times. That gives it a live feel. Again, makes it in a time period before the invention of autotune. And this brings me to why I think I love this series. Instead of defining Harlem geographically in the unified Marvel world, they managed to define it chronologically. The dress, the mannerisms, the course of the music, everything works together, truly make the setting live and breathe. If any one of these pieces was out of place, it would probably fall apart, but nothing is out of place. Even if Luke Cage falls flat for a lot of viewers, it's going to pay huge dividends in the long run for the crossover series that they're eventually building to. Harlem and Hell's Kitchen can share the same set and predominantly the same actors, but with simple wardrobe and soundtrack changes, they will both feel incredibly different. Since I wrote much of this email at work, under the careful watch of my Sith Lord profanity filters, I had to tone down the language. I, however, am home now. So yes, this was a motherfucking good series with the raptastic beginning of episode 5 that was really fucking great as Kay made it out to be. And if Paul watched 5 minutes and declared this crap, he can fucking suck a dick, but I doubt he had that reaction. In which case, you can suck a dick for various other reasons. And <laughs> yes. I was going to say, wait, wait, wait. He doubted that Paul sucked a dick? And when no, he, he doubted loved it, I uh, had the reaction that oh. this was not a good series. And when he lovingly suckles that dick, mm, he better give it the humming lovings we all know he was born to give. Mm. Jeff, the currently living. Thank you, Jeff. That was great. Still haven't watched an episode of that. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm still picking at it. I'm at at five. I finished five. eight. I just got caught up on Westworld yesterday. So I guess we're still not ready. Okay, listen. (laughs) You know Luke Cage came up on the second episode of Westworld yesterday. It's actually three. It's three now. Yeah, there's three episodes. Oh, mic drop. Anyways. (laughs) I'll tell you. (laughs) episode Episode three lost me a bit. I, I of felt West, like Westworld. Yeah, I felt like episode one and two. Like at the end of episode two, I was like, "I never have to see another episode. This is a perfect thing." Now, it really of hit Westworld? me that way. I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "This is a perfect thing. It can just go on into the sunset now. I'm fine. <laughs> it doesn't have to get. It doesn't have to get <laughs> fucked like Lost. It can just be good." And in this third episode, I'm starting to. I don't know. We'll see. It, it did not was hold it feeling me. a little losty it for you? I don't didn't know. hold me like these other ones. You don't like Stargate SG-1, so I can't I take sure any of your... I sure as fuck don't. But it, it definitely hit, presses all my buttons. Those first two episodes really hit all my buttons as far as the stuff that I like to watch. And holy fuck, it's, it's, it's got a lot of... It's Ghost in the Shell. That's, it's Ghost in the Shell. It's great. It's fascinating. Watch the cage now. Hmm? Watch Cage now, all of you. <laughs> I've seen almost all of Luke Cage. Yeah, Poor I've, Andy. I've he seen actually, it all, too. He actually knocked something out and was all ready and everything, and everyone else. By the Dude, time I watched it, he's going to forget what he saw. I don't I fucking plowed, care if you guys spoil it. Shit. I plowed right through ahead. it over the weekend because I figured everyone's going to be talking about it on Tuesday. But no, I come here and only Andy. Andy and myself. Some of us have real jobs, man. Me, too. Oh. Okay, sorry, hey, Commander hey, K. Hey, hey. Commander K. So half the oh. podcast, not the important half, apparently. Ah. Oh. Oh. I, I'm going to leave. <laughs> Here's your shoes. Hold on. Uh, one more quick piece of mail. Have you guys ridden the rides at the Stratosphere Cthulhu Collector? I haven't, and I won't. Have Been a it long time. And won't. Mm-hmm. I wrote I rode them back before they added the new ones. Yeah, I did the I did the coaster and I did which was the coaster's not there anymore, it's right? Gone. It's yeah. long gone, yeah. yeah. I did the uh big shot. 
Big Shot is scary as hell. Wait, doesn't Lonnie Hammergren have the the coaster that was on the top of the yes. Uh, yes, the stratosphere? Does. I thought so. Does it have it put back together, or is it in pieces? He just I has think a car. Oh, okay. I thought he had like a couple of cars on a track. Probably has a piece of the track. The car. Is that that house over on Pecos or whatever it is? That one? Yes, which will yeah. be open on uh, Nevada Day again. I thought oh, he wasn't is he doing, doing it again. <laughs> yes, he is. You almost slipped. My Danny. my wife and uh, her father went last year, and they had a time. My my father in law could not get over that fucking. Okay, place. you have to remind me <laughs> this year, like, Andy. He's like, okay. it's so goddamn dangerous. It is. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. <laughs> you walk over fucking plexiglass. Three stories tall. You're like, oh shit, I'm Did gonna you die. Didn't remember me talking about this plexiglass? Yeah. The the big glass, the big tank that he had outside that was a, a full tank full of water that was, you know, twenty feet tall. Uh huh. Burst open because the sun was beating on the plexiglass, and uh. apparently sun degrades plexiglass. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same plexiglass a bridge is made of. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> none of it's safe. It's so scary. <laughs> it's so scary. The whole place. I mean, and it's literally. Part of the same set. He took part of it and used it for the bridge. Wow. Wow. But, uh, well, and not to mention, it like, it's not really experience. bolted down in many places. It's just kind of. So, placed. do you sign waivers before you start walking no. around? No, no. He's just like, he's just cool, man. Wow. <laughs> he's just cool. He's just cool. He's like, yo, man, if you die, you die. Hey, he's Check out my yeah, house. You know? <laughs> he, he is a brain surgeon. He is up, he's there. He's like, not anymore. Well, he's retired. It, well, it's, <laughs> it's America, right? I once mean, a, you die once on a, somebody's property. What could possibly happen? Right. Once a right. brain surgeon, Andy. <laughs> so what was the question about it was the stratosphere yeah, like rides, right? stratosphere so there's there's three rides up there there is the big shot which is one of those things that goes whoosh and shoots you straight at the top and then yes. you bounce back it's, down. it's, it's a like that tower that shoots you up instead of just slowly bringing boosh. you down right i did the the x scream which is the little teeter-totter that has a little car that slides down is that the on there anymore it's still there it's still there it's still there that seems terrifying oh yeah. it it uh, there are a few rides that have actually terrified me this thing gave me vertigo, and I've never let, had that before just, in my life. Let me describe it. It's basically a teeter-totter with a roller coaster car on it, and I think the operator has control over it. I think the it's, operator It's can, randomized. It's they, yeah. they, they start the sequence, and the computer randomly puts together different motions. Yeah, there, there's no pattern to get used to, and it always feels like you're going to fall right off the edge. Yeah, because it... it Let's see if I can remember. So it started off. We're at the back of the thing. The thing tilts forward. It's pointing what feels like a negative 45 degrees. So you're, you, you can see out over the edge of the, of the stratosphere straight down at the ground. And then it just starts rolling. And it starts rolling fast. And then just comes to a dead stop right at the edge of the thing. Hmm. Then they lift you up. But do you slide back? Oh, no. They just drop you straight down. <laughs> and then it came back up. Then the car rolled in. And then it tilted forward. The car rolled back out. And then they did the, you know, randomized stuff. Like, they dropped us up and down a couple of times. I could not wait to get off of this thing. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I don't think. It freaked me the fuck out. And I, you know, my, my logical brain is going, okay, you know the safety guards and everything. You know, all the stuff that's going on. But my animal brain was just like, get me the fuck off here. We're going to fall. We're going to fall. We're going to fall. We're going to fall. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it I don't was, know. And you the know, other, the other I'll ride never do is that a, again. The other ride is a spinny ride that yeah. on an arm that swings out over the edge of the of the uh, stratosphere. And, and, and he's talking like when it spins, it's like, a, it's like one of those old chair rides, except that as the centrifugal force increases, 
it flips out. And so at one point, you're literally being held in these chairs by a centrifugal force, and you're looking straight down at the ground out over the edge of the stratosphere. And spinning. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no. No, no. Fuck. No, no, no. no. Yeah. I mean, I love a good roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, I don't care for spinning rides. They, they, no. they make me queasy. Well, see, I don't mind I don't spinning like rides. I don't like rides where I feel like I'm going to plummet, or <laughs> I actually do plummet. Uh, but yeah, roller coasters fine. All the rides on top of there, I have no interest in. Yeah, I remember Except to photograph. late at night, after working at Star Trek, be like 11.30 or so, 11.45 at night, and you're heading out, and you're walking to the parking lot, and you can yeah. hear, you can hear the... Yes. The screams of terror. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I used to hear it all. I talk yeah, they're like a, they're like a they're like a big Ben chime. And the crazy thing is, yes, <laughs> it's like a mile and a half, two miles away from where Trek was. But yeah. you could because you, you can, can see hear it, it clear as day. You, you could can see, see it way in the distance, and you mm-hmm. see it going up, and you hear that you, it, you, it's all tracked together. You know. Whoa! When they would do that little bounce and the, they'd send him back up. You, <laughs> oh, it was now yeah, it was hilarious. One of our listeners, was it Jake? One of our listeners went there and went on the fourth ride, which I forgot to mention. There's a fourth ride? Yes. Yeah. It's a free for all, right? It's a descender, yeah. Okay. Oh, so they basically like, jump like, off yeah. the line. Yeah. The, the quote unquote skydive yeah, Jake, simulator. Jake did that. But it, it's uh, you, you. You jump off, but it control falls you like forty five miles. Yeah, there's per like hour. a guide yeah. cable like on either side of you or something right. like yeah. that, and then after you jump out, it's you've got a cable like on your back or something, right? And then it slowly decelerates you as you get closer to the ground. Yeah. But at one point, you are actually in free fall right. for a few seconds. Yeah. Didn't didn't they fake him? Didn't he say they faked him out on the start or something? I think they it, did. It, yeah. It was like okay, just we're, watch videos. It was, it was like some kind of count you down or something. And they're, all right, we're going to count you down five. Yeah. And he started. And he was all like, ah, ah. oh, well, I, I think they. You have to take that walk. I, I I think you are the one that has to walk off that ledge. Watch the videos. The videos. Just the videos are terrifying. Um, and you know what's slowing you down is a fucking propeller. <laughs> it's, it's just your the it's the air pressure that slows you down. Yeah, that's uh, that's how they used to do the old uh, parachute like training things. No. Okay. No, yeah. All of the rides are perfectly them. safe. I've actually sure. seen the the inner workings of them. They they change the cables on those things really frequently. I, I, I'm yet to hear and, the and yet you're plummeting. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yet to hear the the tragic story of what something that happened to somebody on top of that thing. Uh, well, f- f- five or six people have jumped off it, but that's jumping off it. Well, yeah, that's yeah. Um, that's, that's making your own ride. Right. Um, <laughs> Wait! Oh shit! The spinny ride on the arm. <laughs> Didn't we have a few years back somebody actually jumped off with a parachute? And they failed to open the chute in time, and the chute didn't completely. Yeah, I think um, that's possible. I don't remember that exactly. That sounds likely. Yeah. Uh, the spinny ride sometimes breaks, and people get stuck hanging out there in yeah, midair over for the a couple edge. hours. A um, couple hours. Yeah. But no, it's it's, it's that could safe. Be some bathroom issue. Yeah. You just let it fly at that yeah, point. That's right. Just, I'm more worried you about the people below. Had, yeah, that's what I mean. And hopefully, no. oh, it'd be atomized <laughs> by the time it hit. Especially your style. Oh man, yeah. it'd be the rottenest ride ever. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and remember, you're you're dangling over where people oh, might I'd be. be. I'd be dangling around. And yeah. there's fucking Chewbacca on this trip taking a photo yeah. and just. <laughs> 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 
My fur is forever ruined. <laughs> what happened to me? Oh no, it's Cosmic Raymond. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Hey, that was much rejoicing. <laughs> Lionsgate TV and King Limited are developing a game show adaptation of their popular mobile game, Candy Crush. The game show will consist of two teams competing on giant interactive game boards to complete puzzles for ultimate supremacy. The people developing it swear it will be entertaining to watch. No release date or host has been announced for the show. I bet it isn't entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell was that? Is that your... Is that your uh, I presidential candidate Gary Johnson impression? <laughs> I'm not saying it. No, 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 that was me getting hit with a yawn in the mid-sentence. <laughs> we record these shows really late. Yes. So, uh, by the way... It's um, one o'clock our time, um, ladies and gentlemen. A shout out to Ace. Mm-hmm. He photoshopped my episode picture... That I just sent out on Twitter. Oh, the one just Holy now? crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And he actually went right to work on it. <laughs> I was going to say, he did the one He's, last week. He knows week exactly was... what's coming. Had some stone cold. Yeah, he did He did that the one from, you did last week, and that nice. was pretty funny, too. Wow. Hilarious. Or maybe it was two weeks ago. News you don't give a shit about. But mm. there's another Wizard of Oz prequel film in development. Oh, good Lord. That's coming from Ramstar Studios. The movie will be based on the 1991 book How the Wizard Came to Oz, written by Donald Abbott. The story is very similar to the 2013 Sam Raimi-directed film Oz the Great and Powerful, as it explores how circus stuntman Oscar Diggs was whisked away to the land of Oz and how he became the wizard encountered by Dorothy in the script and the famous story. Uh, They are reportedly trying to get Nathan Fillion on board. The author of the book is writing the script. The film will be directed by Cole S. McKay, who has worked on films such as Cloverfield and Transformers Dark of the Moon. <laughs> There's a pedigree. Oh, boy, this one's sizing up to be a real humdinger. Here's the synopsis for the upcoming film. Here's the synopsis. Oh. <laughs> And then don't forget, hey, courtesy flush. (laughs) (laughs) All right, enough of the hot brown. To summarize, (laughs) discover how everyone's favorite humbug first found his way to Oz when circus stuntman Oscar Diggs goes aloft in the balloon and is blown over the rainbow to the land of Oz. What the fuck? James Franco did this two days ago. Yes, I know. This just happened two days ago, and nobody gave a fuck. A land of Oz at the time when both wicked witches are still alive and kicking. Oh, man, how awesome. He's in for the biggest challenge of his life. Boy, is he ever. How are they going to get through it? Through a delicious, uh, this is this is through a delicious set of misunderstandings, the people of Oz mistake Oscar for a mighty wizard. And a delicious <laughs> set of misunderstandings. Yes, yes. delicious. Who can take a rainbow? That's what I call my dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> a delicious set of the misunderstandings. Or the Candyman can. <laughs> the people mistake Oscar for a mighty wizard, and Oscar, ever the showman, plays right along. Oh. Staying one jump ahead of two wicked witches is no easy feat. I'm sorry, folks. I don't know how it works. But Oscar's wits and bag of tricks <clears throat> help him carry the day. Big day. Yeah. Big day, big. Oz, great and powerful, is nothing special. Man, this all sounds like shit. Oh, you know shit. what? 
I, I take one thing back. The ending of Oz is great and powerful is good. Okay. But everything leading up is terrible. I can't remember what the hell the ending was. I remember seeing it. I never saw it. Neither did I. That he was bangs Dorothy. Yeah, it's great. Bum bow wow. With the munchkins. All right. Well, well, you just it, had to go there, didn't you? Man? Yes, I did. Well, if that one didn't dig deep, this one will. News oh, you don't okay. give a shit about. All right. <laughs> Be wary of where you wax your winky. What? What? <laughs> There'll be no winky waxy in this house, thank you. <laughs> the dangers of using improvised everyday items as sex toys has shown what can happen. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I was worried for a minute. <laughs> Talk about your improvised explosive devices. Wow. When a 50-year-old man has had to have his penis amputated no! after no! using a bottle as a sex toy and getting it stuck for oh, four days. Oh, I've heard this. I actually heard this. Oh. This case happened in the Central American country of Honduras. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. When the 50-year-old wanted to oh. relieve his sexual frustration. Oh, he fucked a bottle. Yes, yeah, so he put his penis in a bottle. This caused constriction at the base of the penis, restricting the blo- flow of blood. <laughs> Within a short time, this caused the death and necrosis of the penis. I'm looking for oh. a way to relieve my sex, but I don't have nobody to fuck, I guess. I'll just fuck a bottle. <laughs> wow, Andy's actually... Sticking yeah. my dick up inside of this thing, and it's going to get stuck on my wing ding. <laughs> I shouldn't have fucked this bottle. It's it's really simple, Andy. Just oh, don't fuck a bottle. You'll be fine. The bottle's asking for My it. wiener won't <laughs> let go. <laughs> the bottle was asking the for it. The bottle says no. <laughs> Damn you. I want to get it off. I just need something to fuck. I decided to fuck a bottle. Now my penis is stuck. I should not have done this thing with my wing-a-ling-a-ding. I should never fuck this bottle, but I did. Now I sing. Said, I fucked me a bottle, baby. Shouldn't Said, fuck baby. that bottle, baby. Said, I fucked me a bottle, baby. Come, 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 and my dick is stuck. Come on, Andy. It's Christina Aguilera. Genie in a bottle. You're not even singing it right. <laughs> Jesus. Is it a real song? Yes. It's a real song. It's a real song about fucking a bottle? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. A genie in a bottle. But oh, it worked. Goodness. The man oh. was extremely embarrassed. It fit real well. <laughs> Except it didn't. The man was extremely embarrassed. Good. And did not seek any help until four days later, by which time... Now. His penis was black and decaying. Four days later? Leaving him no choice but to go to the hospital where the surgeon was also left with no choice but to amputate the penis <laughs> because it was completely hey, dead. Senor, senor, you got to cut it off. A lot of no choices there. The surgeon explained that it had happened before, but very strange nonetheless. Yeah. This before? is a new story because I remember hearing about this a couple of years ago. This is, is yeah, this the second, said it happened before. second yeah. penis. Bo- oh, God. Wow. So it's it's a tale that needs to be retold because obviously the lesson is not being learned. Mm-hmm. Boys, save the bottles for the girls. Don't mm. fuck a bottle. <laughs> don't don't save the bottles for the girls, then you create horrible suction. Don't do anything with bottles <laughs> and your wieners. Yeah, there's a there's there's many other wonderful choices. <clears throat> or buy something. Spend the extra four dollars. Yeah, just nothing going on in that fucking yeah, look, country. Unless you have T Rex arms, <clears throat> you know you don't need the bottle. Well, how how long does your dick have to be stuck in something before you you just go ham? 
I mean, me, I yep. you know what I mean? I ain't playing around. Like, shot, if it was a glass, I'd shatter that motherfucker. Sure, get a hammer. Or I just, you know, there's embarrassment, and then there's my dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fucking wake up. Yeah, yeah. that's it. A, a couple days, then he goes sees the yeah. doctor. It's just like. I guess I'm lucky. It had to be a real small bottle for me to get my shit stuck in anything. So, I guess I'm good. <laughs> there's plenty of bottles I could fuck. I wouldn't even feel a thing. <laughs> they like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. <laughs> oh, boy. Weekend Geek! Yay! There was a huge Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, a global... Global... Global yeah. fan blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Stroke wallet, Andy. Stroke wallet. You murlocked it. I did murlock it. <laughs> where to find... Uh, the, the Harry Potter movie. Fan event earlier this week. <laughs> Uh, J.K. Rowling announced that we'll now be getting not three, but five spin-off movies set in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, following the adventures of magizoologist Newt Sal- Scam- Scamander. 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 Newt Scamander. Newt Scamander. We have enough content to do three. <laughs> Sounds like a Star Wars figure. But we're going to break it up into five because this is nowadays and we need money. Fantastic okay. Beasts, Where to Find Them, opens in 1926 as Newt Scamander has just opened, uh, completed a global excursion to find and document an extraordinary, extraordinarily array... <laughs> extraordinary of, array? Oh boy, it's late. ...of magical creatures. Arriving in New York for a brief stopover, he might have come and gone without incident were it not for a nomadge, that's American for muggle, uh, named Jacob, a misplaced magical case and escape of some of Newt's fantastic beasts, which could spell trouble for both the wizarding and nomadge worlds. Fantastic Manage. Beasts and Where to Find Them will open November 18th. While Whether the sequel, you like it or not. <laughs> the sequel slated for November 18th, 2018. All right. Mm. Wow. Speaking of Harry Potter, though, somebody posted oh, on the, speaking of Harry Potter. the the Shock Monkey's Lair uh, video of guy replacing the word wand with penis. That's pretty That was pretty That fun. was fucking impressive how descriptive those books are. <laughs> to that swap out. Wow. Mm. And it, yeah. yeah. It makes, it made me re- want to reread those books. It yeah. It really did. Made you want to reread them? Yep. Just to do that. <laughs> Disney has announced they are working to bring their own version of the classic 17th century Spanish novel Don Quixote to the big screen. Uh, Billy Ray, that's, uh, I guess, the guy that wrote The Hunger Games and Captain Phillips. It's not a Dudley boy? Okay. Yeah, who wants to know? Has been tapped to pen. Bully Ray. <laughs> the, the script about a man who goes bonkers. Bully Ray, shit, you're right. Oh, damn. That's all good. After reading too many chivalry novels, decides to revive the antiquated medieval concept of knighthood. Taking his neighbor Sancho Panza as a squire, Don Quixote embarks on a quest to save damsels in distress. Devon, right, get my steed. Right the wrongs and tilt at windmills. <laughs> Ray will also produce the movie adaptation, which will recall, quote, the madcap and fantastical nature of Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean movies, which took a popular Disney theme park ride and married supernatural fantasy elements. Considered to be one of the most influential works of literature of all time, Don Quixote was written by Miguel de Cervantes and published in two volumes, one in 1605, the second in 1615. So this is saying, fuck you, Terry Gilliam. Basically, well, the, well, well, you know, it's going to be terrible. Well, here's the thing. Terry Gilliam's film, he, I mean, the guy can't catch a break. He lost, I think just this last week, lost the financier for that film. Oh. So it's it's right back to one. God oh, damn it. So it's the Disney's what you got. But, I mean, you know, 
Disney's always mind works they don't have to pay royalties for sure. for, yep. for yeah. decades. <laughs> and I don't it, see, well, they've done that since the beginning. I don't, I don't see how this stops anything. It's not like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies have stopped pirate movies. Um, <laughs> oh. yeah, well, Oops. Yeah. <laughs> All right, never mind. Paul Gahello's 1988 fantasy novel, The Alchemist, has been read by more than 65 million people. I am not one of them. Was and that I'll- written by Action Bronson? <laughs> That's I his homie, The Alchemist. <laughs> I saw your eyes perk up. <laughs> Literally, I'm sitting here. He's looking at his phone. He's like completely disinterested. He hears The Alchemist. He looks away from his phone. His eyes bug out. He's like, he was oh? ready. He was ready. Action Bronson and The Alchemist. And that almost- kid is living that life. Good Mad on, respect good, to the good on action Bronson, right? Getting it did. And almost 30 years since its release, it's coming to the big screen. Deadline, re- Deadline reports producer Lawrence Fishburne is helping project the project move forward following some issues involving film rights. The studio hopes to release it in 2018. The novel tells the magical story of Santiago, an Andalusian shepherd boy who yearns to travel in search of worldly treasure as extravagant as any ever found. That's Kind of a not a very good description. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right, gentlemen. Just because we, we have to do this because they're goddamn piling up. Oh. Red light, green light. Yay. Dun, dun, dun. Happiness. Joy. All right. Right across the board. All oh, of okay. these are coming no matter what we do. Right. But I'm the pitch man. So you might as well lay down and enjoy them. What they, are you saying? <laughs> just, just think let of us England. Oh. <laughs> That's and they are the executives one, who will I like that one. Accept this pitch or it's not. One of my favorites. The groping is coming. <laughs> Think of England. YouTube Red. This is kind of a threefer, so this is the first part of it. YouTube Red has just ordered a sequel series to the teleportation thriller Jumper. Okay. Which Doug Lyman is attached to direct. Oh. Um, they also have a we'll get to these in a second, a time travel series by Dwayne Johnson and a esports series by Dan Harmon. But the Jumper sequel, the series is called Impulse, and it's based on the third novel in the Jumper book series. The story for it centers on a rebellious 16-year-old girl who has always felt different from her peers and has longed to escape from her seemingly quaint small town. When a local drug dealer attempts to assault her, she discovers her extraordinary ability to teleport. This newfound power confirms her conviction that she really is different from everybody else and now makes it her focus of those who want to control her. Green light. Yeah. I liked, you know, honestly, I liked the movie in spite of uh, Hayden Christensen being in it. I don't think he was bad in the film. Um, I thought the story was rather interesting. I have not read the books, but I really, really did enjoy that film, and I would love to see that made as a series. So, yeah, green light. I don't think I've seen Jumper, so green light. (laughs) (laughs) Spoken like a true Hollywood executive. Right? right. Well, I've never seen that, so green light. (laughs) Green light. Kirsten? 16-year-old feels special. (laughs) Red light. A little too YA for you? I hate, I just, I hate the I'm a special snowflake (laughs) thing. (laughs) I love it. I just hate it. All right, maybe you'll like this other YouTube red. Probably not. What did you piece. say, Andy? Did you say green? I said green. Okay. Yeah, he said green right when you did. Okay. Yeah, uh, with the rest of you whores. <laughs> you just got to be different, right, Kay? Dwayne Johnson's Lifeline. 
I is did a, read about this. Is a half-hour series set in the not-too-distant future. The series Next is said Sunday. to be about little-known life insurance company that sends its agents forward 33 days in time to prevent the accidental deaths of its clients. The company's best men, Charlie Hooks, has never missed a save until one case changes his life forever. Send them forward or backwards? It says forward. Yeah, it's... <clears throat> huh. Maybe it's a... Maybe it's a... Miswrite. Okay. Well, it's funny because Robert A. Heinlein's very first short story that he ever sold was called Lifeline. And it's about a man who actually invents a machine where he can tell when you're going to die. Ah. And he actually, it's like, oh, he enters the data, he does some read on a person, and it actually shoots out the exact days weeks months years time maybe this is based on that so maybe this this has something to do with that that's pure speculation sure but but i will say that that feels close yeah if they're going forward in time then maybe because that part of the short story there's nothing that's that's nothing that that was but that makes sense with the forward in time so yeah yeah i don't know so red light green light gentlemen i do like that concept green light all right green yeah green Hmm. I'm going to rev light it until they explain it better. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson out of is not room. a 16-year-old kid, so re- green light. <laughs> How about Dan Harmon's eSports series? Green light. Red light. We'll star YouTube personalities. Green. Dan Avedon and Aaron Hansen of The Game Grumps. The sto- oh, really? The story follows a, quote, newly formed team of eSports players trying to make it to the top of the cutthroat world of competitive gaming, unquote. It has received a six-episode order. Will air on the Game Grumps YouTube channel in 2017. Is so, JonTron involved in that? He's got to be. Um, Don, JonTron left Game Grumps a while ago, a oh. long while ago. He was there from the beginning, but then he, he branched off. Well, whatever. There's still I'm good red people. Light it people. I hate everything esports because esports has turned into League of Legends, in League of Legends only. So. Well, but it's going to be a parody. Yeah, this is a scripted series. Okay, this is not sorry, a documentary. It's All not right. an actual. It's, it's Dan Harmon. <laughs> okay. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. I guess yeah. I wasn't. No, Greenlight. Wow, he really is like a Hollywood exec. <laughs> it's Dan Harmon taking the piss. It's going to be you know Dude, showing their Dan fucking. Harman. It's going to show their fucking dorms and all that shit where they're all just sitting around. Uh, okay. <laughs> With their yeah. coach and their yeah, their, their exactly. manager they're all going to be wearing yeah. matching yeah. jumper and outfits and bullshit. Okay. It's just going to be. Uh. He's just taking the piss out of it. Yeah. All right, Greenlight. He's just he's just striking first. I'll give it a green light. It sounds fun. Uh, red light. What? Uh, Dan Harmon. I just can't get into people watching people play video games, even as a joke. But you watch your son play video games and all that. What? I'm you hypocrite. Get out of this room. I'm invested in that. Well, there's the problem, Andy. If you spent a little more time on Twitch and found some channels, people that and you less like, time with my son, right? That's right. You would give up on those fucking kids well, and he is, just go watch Twitch. He is old enough to be out on his own now, right? Yeah, he's no, damn but- is. <laughs> Spoken like a man who's got a permanent roommate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just that that sentiment just sealed the deal, Andy. <laughs> I hope you like how that kid smells because that's what you're gonna get for the next thirty years. <laughs> Do you have a basement? 
No. Oh, it's your fucking first mistake. <laughs> so are you Oscar or Felix then? <laughs> We're both Oscar. Knee <laughs> <laughs> deep in there right now. A pair of Oscar the Grouches. <laughs> Red light, green light, gentlemen. Okay. Robert Zemeckis is executive producing a new series called Blue Book. That is in development at the History Channel. The company Image Movers, along with A&E Studios, is behind the project, which is being created and written by David O'Leary. Aliens, the concept, aliens, aliens, aliens. The concept is based on the real-life Project Blue Book, a st- green light, yeah, a study undertaken by the United States Air yeah. Force from 1952 to 1969 to determine whether UFOs were real. Uh-huh. And whether they re- represented a threat to national security. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was waiting for Paul to say allegedly till 1960. Well, uh, uh, after collecting and analyzing more than 12,000 reports of UFOs or UFO-related activity, Blue Book investigators determined that UFO sightings were mostly the result of either misidentified terrestrial objects or aircraft mass hysteria or outright hoaxes. Although some 700 reports remain unexplained, the series is said to take place between 1949 and 1970 meaning it may incorporate Blue Book's predecessors, Project Sign and Project Grudge. Of course, there are those who believe that all the Air Force efforts in this area were one gigantic cover-up, so it's unknown which direction the series will take if it gets to air. Green light. Yeah, green light. Sarah Boyle, uh, green light. a listener from uh, Ice Cream Social, sent me a copy of the Blue Book Report. Oh. And I have the, it's from, no. from 1948. It's, wow. Yeah, it's cool. That it's sounds cool. great. I got to give it a green light because it's Bob Zemeckis. I mean, Zemeckis has done some amazing things. Guys, just letting you know, we're getting closer and closer to disclosure. We're just edging on every little bit of this. Just just pushing that potato chip to the edge of the table. (laughs) And eventually, somebody's going, boop, boop, and it's going to. Boom! Hit the floor and Somebody's shatter. Somebody's eventually going to eat the chip. Well, <laughs> <laughs> pushing it. Oh, and the dog's going to grab it. I said, if we're, if, we're, if we're lucky, a cat will just jump up there and knock that shit down fast. And by cat, I mean alien. <laughs> and by potato chip, I mean disclosure. And by disclosure, I mean the revelations that aliens are out there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and then the Great War. <laughs> no war necessarily. No war. There will be some freakos, though. People will be losing their shit. That's why? It should, it should it why? Be because their why? belief because system that, is coming yeah, to question. It shatters their whole belief system. We're not special. Jesus. Well, so you're ready for it. Some, some you, people don't believe yeah, that. You know that. Jesus. You haven't talked to a millennial lately. <clears throat> Who? You haven't talked to a millennial lately. We're all special. <clears throat> oh. They're going to find out how special they are with a probe up their butt. (laughs) You're a special little meat puppet. (laughs) This alien is going to turn you into a special little fuck stick. (laughs) They take you to their breeding grounds, plug you into the fucking Matrix. It's your special ass goodbye, Duracell. Lucky for you, they haven't reached the limit of anal probing. Oh. <laughs> God, I still love that fucking kids in the hall are, skit. Are you a copper top anal- or a bottom? <laughs> I'm a copper top, thank you. <laughs> dun, but, if, dun, dun. but if you press my sides, you can tell if I got charged. Ooby. <laughs> Red light, green light. Dark Horse's horror comic miniseries Freaks of the Heartland is getting a TV adaptation. 
MTV is developing the new drama series based on writer Steve Niles. That's the guy behind 30 Days of Night, uh, Criminal Macabre. Freaks of the Heartland. And artist Greg Ruth's Alabaster, six-issue series. going to be a... Published uh, in 2004. Like a Hallmark Channel. Here's a synopsis. Freaks of the Heartland. Yeah, let's, let's see if that this, this equals out. Here's the synopsis from Dark Horse. Tonight, Jennifer finds out she's a fucking freak. <laughs> The dad comes home and says, Jennifer, you fucking freak. You're One a freak. Of us. One of us. Father has to go on a long business trip. Daniel is left to take care of the horses. The horses all have one eye. Freaks of the heartland. <laughs> hair lip, hair lip. <laughs> this I? episode of Freaks of the Heartland, somebody has a baby and it ain't quite right. The baby got all spider legs and shit. <laughs> That baby wait, jumps wait. out the instant they have the baby and makes a spider hole, and it stays there for eight years. <laughs> One day that baby comes down, tells everybody it took a television up there and watched a bunch of Jerry Springer and learned how to be a person. It takes off two of its arms and goes to the city to go get a job working for Taco Bell. There, it finds out the secret recipe to Chiritos, brings it back, and teaches all the people in the heartland how to make a delicious Mexican meal for two. Finally, Catherine reunites with her long-lost spider baby love, and they get married. At the ceremony, all the Chiritos get served to all the dinner guests. Is this narrated by Matthew McConaughey? Yep. <laughs> and everybody has a, a delicious country time. <laughs> Freaks of the heartland. I have some notes. Freaks of the Heartland. Let's see how close I got. Yeah, let's do it. Here's the Dark Horse synopsis. Trevor Owen has a younger brother. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Who's a spider baby. (laughs) Who lives in the barn behind the house. What? Oh, there it is. That's a spider baby. (laughs) Freaks of the Heartland. Too monstrous to be let into the house. The spider legs. There it is. (laughs) The boy's only six years old, but he towers over his older brother and possesses monstrous strength. For years, Trevor has looked after his baby brother, (laughs) keeping him from the light. (laughs) But now that's all about to change. This is a mice and men. That's what this is. No, it's actually a Lovecraft story. It's um, the fuck is that Lovecraft story? Freaks in the Heartland. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's one of the waitlists. <laughs> it's fucking metamorphosis, is what it is. It's Kafka. His family's so Kafka esque. His family's profane secret is about to be revealed, uncovering the horrible truth of the small midwestern town the boys have grown up in. When the sheriff kills their father. <laughs> Took a dark turn. The sheriff kills their father. The boys are framed for the murder and have to go on the lamb. Whoa. Uncovering in the process that Will is the only freak freak of the heartland. (laughs) What did the poor lamb do? (laughs) Other freak children have been born to other families in that town, and the sheriff already killed a whole lot of them. Red light. So it's it's X Men. Let me guess, Sheriff Van Helsing. Like what the fuck? It's X Men. Uh, The Dark Fantasy Project hails from Dark Horse Entertainment, Universal Cable Productions. Writers uh, Jeff Davey, 
and Peter Sadler from Camp X-Ray have been hired on with David Gordon Green from Pineapple Express produce and direct if he's available. Freaks of the Heartland. Red, red light, light or Red light. Freaks of the Heartland. I will red light. red light this version of it, but I'll green light Paul's. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I've read the comic. It's actually really good. Is it really? Yes. Okay. It's done with Toro. I was thinking. It's a... Yeah, it's it was back when Image and Vertigo were still pumping out good dark stuff. It but, just uh, sounds terrible. It really uh, does. Yeah, that's when I read the description. I'm like, oh, I know where this is going already. So okay, one more. All right, all right. Ooh, this this one, you're bound to love. Oh yeah. Universal Cable Productions is developing a TV series based on the 2004 film. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Whoa. The movie directed by Michael Gondry, starring Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey, regularly shows up on lists of the best films so far of the 21st century. Eternal Sunshine of the... Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind deals with technology... My name, name. That people Table's can use... Name. <laughs> with beatings with Probodine. Wasn't me Don't this time. <laughs> Do blame the Nerno Fauna Masaga team. But they be told by Santa Moby. The Sarwan saying to fame. Cover's label do be able to replace my mind. Misable my memory. Booble Devon. But table so. People say, but it's important, but the Perno Ghana Manana Dean. You think somewhere there's somebody that speaks his twin speak also and they communicate? What's really funny is. He was actually telling. I know. I know he was. (laughs) Eternal Sunshine deals with technology that people can use to completely erase selected memories. None of the movie's principal creators, including Gondry producer Steve Golan or screenwriters Charlie Kaufman, are involved in the potential series. That's always a good sign. What the hell, Greenlight? Oh, wow. wow. Red light. Yeah, red light. That is a... All those people need to be involved to make this work. And even with them involved, be hard to make it work. It's a really one and done story. I don't oh, know man. what the hell you Is do. Is it with ever? It. It's just a stupid idea. To, to, to how? I mean, it's a brilliant movie. I'm, right. I'm not denying that. But I just yeah, you're right. It's just the, the story is told. Yeah, I, I just hate to see them taking something so good. I really liked Eternal Sunshine. I just hate them seeing taking something like that and trying to whatever. No. It, come up with something new. Yeah, I don't see what like, they can really do with it. Freaks of the Heartland. <laughs> freaks of the Heartland. Oh, hey, uh, Spider Brother. Yeah, but that was saying. <laughs> it was Homo Table. Yeah, well, the sheriff shot our father. <laughs> no. No, you can't lash out with vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> Let me dab the tears out of your eight we eyes. Have, we have to go on the lamb. Just you and the me. The poor lamb. Why the poor, poor lamb? Just you and me, brother. Sign your penny on the Renekai. But we'll be safe because your spider abilities <laughs> will take us to a, a safe place. You can, build us, you can build us a house in a tree somewhere. I know. I'll bring you all the milk you need for your silky webs. <laughs> Quick, sew us a little 
to parachute thing, so we'll go on the wind or whatever. <laughs> I'm ready if you parachute. are. <laughs> 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 oh, that brown rope don't make good web. Wee, here we go! Oh, the wind takes flight, and away we sail. Oh. Oh, I was gonna say, he got a burst of confidence and could speak clearly once he used his powers. No, yeah, no. That was some cold shit at the opening of that, Mister Brother. By the way, yes, yeah, Spider Brother, the sheriff killed our dad. Wow! <laughs> Don't soften the blow. <laughs> Don't be gentle. Get to the fucking meat of the shit. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. What? You, what? Wait. You gonna beat around the bush with your Spider Brother? Well, yeah, that's where they're building the web. In the to bush. Beat around the bush. Yeah, yeah and it's in a circle, and it goes yeah. around. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It looks gorgeous when it gets the mist on it. (laughs) We now return to Freaks of the Heartland. Freaks. Oh, we found a tree. (laughs) We're living inside this tree now. (laughs) I know, but mom's gone too. Along comes a town logger. (laughs) I'm sorry. Let's get to the shits. Looks like it's the town logger. We don't have any choice. I know this has been our home for a good five minutes, but <laughs> <laughs> we've got to pull up stakes again. <laughs> well, I'm ready when you are. <laughs> and and then they do the, the Bill Bixby walk. <laughs> <laughs> the wind picks up and we fly away. <laughs> and as you're flying away, you're, ah, oh, crap, the wrong tree. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Uh, one more story. One more story. Can <laughs> <laughs> to get the bad taste out of our mouth from that last uh, one? Maybe, maybe not. Beetlejuice is currently being developed as a stage production with Warner Brothers producing and Alex Timbers from... Oh, save that one for later. ...who's uh, behind Bloody Bloody <laughs> Andrew Jackson directing. It's had its fair share of... It has its share of built-in musical numbers already, most notably the Banana Boat song and Jump in the Line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not much of a stretch. Uh, if you're not familiar with Timbers, he's also worked on Mozart in the Jungle and the Pee Wee Herman show. He was also recently attached to direct Disney's Frozen musical adaptation, but was reportedly replaced because of the massive scope of that project. And there you have it. What's the scope Green of your project? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. <laughs> no, no, we can't stay. I know this apartment has been our home for a good four minutes. <laughs> but someone's knocking at the door, and I can't answer it in gun conscious and let them see your spider body. The the town real estate agent? <laughs> you got to get out of here. <laughs> well, I'm ready if you are. 80s Jeff. <laughs> Commander K. Back check Andy. <laughs> Maple Leaf Matt. As the town. Oh, God. As the town lumberjack. As the. (laughs) Fill in the blank. That that web spinning. A wacky sound effect. I'll talk to you next week again. (laughs) Maybe. Little, it's his little uh, the thing that Eddie was talking about with the like when the is his butt uvula. Yeah, when the when the uh, spinnerets. Yeah, Spinneret. when um, uh, Charlotte's Web. When all the little babies put out their little shoots and go. Oh, yeah. Wee!
It's yeah. a, that's what it is. Gossamer shoot. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Reach of the heart. <laughs>